Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're cooling out. Yo, welcome back to Cooling Out. Kev. Sal. Rel, we in the building. We back another week, another episode. We got the boy Mo in the building. Whoop, whoop. What's going on? What's going oh, on? Bro, What's up, bro? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm left out. I'm, I'm BX in this. Nah, nah, yeah, you got to throw all the names out there, though. We repping the city, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> you got to throw the names out there. They're like, oh, I can't find a Mo. Nah, Brooklyn Mo. You'll find me somewhere, somehow. What's up, man? How you been? I'm good, man. You know, just trying to stay focused, trying to work, and trying to just keep these goals in mind and you know working on them every day so got you got you thank so, you for coming and kick it with us appreciate yeah, of course that. thank you for having me man yeah man so just uh tell the people a little bit about yourself real quick well uh i go by the name of brooklyn mo uh crown heights brooklyn um representer and uh i've been basically you know just working on this uh hip-hop and this music also you know doing stuff within the community um trying to be more involved um and <clears throat> you know, I just been trying to stay focused, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, different artists out here, and I'm not really liking uh, the way mm. the landscape is looking. Ooh. But you know, we gotta come back, and we gotta bring some content back into the hip hop. And you know, it's all right for us to get those vibes and have a good time, and you know, hear all these things and all these great songs. But when there's no content, there's no message. Sometimes we get lost in the music. So it's something I definitely want to address, and I'm sure a lot of artists say that, but. Um, I'm definitely trying to show that more than just say that. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Oh, we're going to jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, what aren't you liking? <laughs> what got you heated? Oh. <laughs> well, um, I mean, to be honest, man, you know, I just, I, I hate, I hate when I don't see someone who's genuine. You know, I feel like I can tell by body language, by just listening and looking when someone is just talking about something that they never experienced themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to talk about experiences in a different, you know, in the third person, but, you know, the way they glorify these things that sometimes are negative or they don't shed light on things that we should be shedding light on is what I necessarily have a problem with. I mean, even in the early 2000s, you still had your different hip-hop artists that had that message, you know what I mean? And you had... You guys talking about drugs and, and all those kind of things, but you always had those people who were trying to make a difference with the music, and I feel like that got completely lost. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, in this day and age, the kids need it now more than ever because hip-hop is the biggest it's ever been worldwide, and it's literally the biggest music genre in the whole world. And we're not, we're not giving these kids any messages, like, you know what I mean, positive messages, and it's mm -hmm. like... That should be a crime. Someone should be getting in trouble for that. And these labels don't care because <laughs> they're making money. You know what I mean? Look at mm -hmm. Takashi 6 9 Ignorance is like, I mean, it's getting you paid. I was waiting for that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being real. And it's not nothing against Takashi 6 9 because at the end of the day, he didn't just pop up with Gummo for one track. He yeah. worked that shit for three, four years, right? He worked music for three, four years. And he, you know, he also did different, you know, um, publicity stunts he walked around with HIV you know on, like you know written on his clothes right so that he could you know he was getting like a million likes like before he had a million likes he I mean a, a million followers he had damn near a million followers with being a troll without music so it just it goes to show that we don't hear about these people till they blow up but mm -hmm. if you go down the line and you really look people working so the fact that he has all that work ethic and all those things but chooses to put out what he puts out 
it's kind of a problem to me at least. Mm. You know what I mean? So you know, I mean, but shout out to Takashi Six Nine, man. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> Yo, I love when people do. That. You know what I mean? Listen, it, listen. I didn't say he was trash. I'm yeah, just saying yeah, his message is trash. <laughs> and I you know, you, that's just me. But I feel you. <laughs> Let's talk about your origin. Your origins a little, man. Like, so you're from Crown Heights. How was that like growing up like that? And how did growing up in Crown Heights influence your music today? How well, does it influence your music today? Well, you know, growing up in Crown Heights was was honestly an amazing experience because I mean now it's all gentrified, but you know we're talking about 15 years ago. It was everybody, every kind of creed, race, whatever, and we grew we grew together, and we were brothers and sisters, right? And you know, we had the bad brothers and sisters, and we had the good <laughs> brothers and sisters. So you learn those experiences, you learn what block don't don't walk down, you know, at a certain time of the night. Or it won't mess with you. So, you know, it taught you, you know, the streets and it taught you how to, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, I feel like with the gentrification, it's lost a lot of its origin in Brooklyn as far as, like, how everybody knew it, how we grew up. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just so different now than what it used to be. But I'm just happy that I was able to experience the back end of that before I seen that change. Mm. So that I know what it was like beforehand. And, um... I mean, basically, you know, growing up with, you know, Jay-Z and being from where Jay-Z and Biggie's from and, like, those people inspired us, like, crazy, you know, Sean Price and all that, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, that was, like, easy to be. Everybody was inspired by these people who made it out the same place we were from. Mm -hmm. So, for me, music came to me, you know, it was around me all the time. Like, hip-hop was around me. I was born around it. So, when I got to a certain age, I guess I was, like... Damn, you know, I want to, sh- you know, share the stories that that I've experienced in my own way. Mm. And, you know, I never wanted to be Jay Z or be Biggie. I just wanted to be Mo and talk about the things that I've seen. You know what I mean? So that's definitely, you know, Brooklyn's a big inspiration in my life. You know what I mean? And it will always be. You know, definitely. Mm. How long you been rapping? So I've been I've been rapping now for about uh, fifteen years now. Sheesh. Yeah, so, you know, um, I mean, when I started, I was copying what I heard and what I thought was how you were supposed to rap. Right? Like who? So, like everybody, right? The first, you know, you know, the first time it's going to be imitation. We're going to imitate what we, what we, you know, who we influenced by. So, I, I listened to a lot of Dipset and stuff yeah. growing up, you know. So, like, I was talking about bricks and guns and I wasn't doing that stuff. I knew people who was doing that. So, I felt like I could talk about it. But I was saying I was doing it. So, you know, as I grew as an artist and as a person, I realized that, you know, I got a better reception when I spoke about things that seemed authentic and genuine to people. They could see that, damn, that guy's been through something or he's been through that. So I learned to take, you know, these life experiences that I that I had and put them into my music. So that's, you know, that was basically my whole transformation into a better artist was just me working on me and finding out who I was as a person and the artist and that's what helped me grow to be comfortable to where I am today you know basically <clears throat> got you off wax you were telling them a story I have, I have had to leave out but you were telling them a story about you know how you started rapping you took a break and then you ended up you know coming across a very prominent you know producer so if you want to talk about that story just a little bit yeah so um basically you know i had was rapping for a while i was on it on it on it and um you know it wasn't of course the same story it wasn't really seeing nothing out of it i wasn't getting a buzz and this was a, a you know a little bit before like it was during social media but social media is a lot more like prominent now mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> As I was doing that, you know, I started I started going to studios and I wasn't liking the way, you know, I was hearing things and I was like, you know what, man, I need to work on my sound. I need to find a sound. And I always had a good ear for music. So, you know, I started to like self-teach myself as far as, you know, engineering and stuff like that. And I I basically worked, 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 saved up, bought a whole studio, a home studio for myself. And uh, and I learned how to mix and, and master and everything myself. And that's how I grew as a as an artist. And, um, you know, at one point, once I got to that level, I went and I said, you know what? It's got to, it's a business side to this. I got to step back because the music, I'm almost there. Mm. So I'm going to work on the music, but I got to work on the business aspect because I never had 30 people in my corner. I never had management here and this person here, someone doing pictures for me, someone doing videos for me. It was always me. 
right? Or whoever was just in my little circle. Mm. So, you know, once I started doing that, I said, you know what, let me get, let me start understanding business and let me start understanding branding and marketing and understanding that I'm more than an artist. I'm more than a person. I am a brand, right? Mm. And who's my demographic? Who do, who, who do I speak to? Who wants to listen to this, right? So those are the things I started wondering for a couple of years. And, you know, I took a seat back and I watched other people, you know, take off, right? And uh, I had a friend call me and he told me, man, you know, you inspire me a lot, you know, and um, I've been working on this stuff and I want you to come to the studio and check me out and hear what I've been working on. And uh, I go to the studio, you know, it's a beautiful studio in Soho. And uh, I mean, we got $50,000 paintings on the wall and, you know, they got a throne. They literally have a throne <laughs> in the house and like no one sits on it. It's just in the corner, right? So I'm like, man, this place is official. So when I walk in, I look on the wall and I see... Eminem, you know, Marshall Matters LP, uh, 21 Times sure. Platinum, KRS-One, um, Biggie Smalls, Ready to Die, and then there was X from DMX. I mean, platinum, platinum plaque after platinum plaque. I mean, Rolling Stones. I mean, literally, like, so many different genres, and they were all cut at that studio. And I was blown away by that personally. And since I had took a step back from music... It kind of like inspired me, like it just drove. And then I went in and I seen the studio, and I seen the, and I met the guy who stood there. And he started telling us about Eminem. He said, "Man, Stan, he, this guy was right and standing right here on this couch, man." Wow. And I was like, "The couch that I'm sitting on, bro." Damn. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, bro. At one point, he asked me, "Hey, what do you think about this part of this song?" And he's like, "Listen, man, you Eminem, bro. Like, you <laughs> wow. tell me what I think about it, you know? And he's like, it was it was a surreal experience for him and for me as well. So after that, I hooked up with Chris Conway. That's the engineer. It was the engineer, actually. Mm. Um, and, you know, he cut all those records, man, and he's been there, you know, breaking nights. And he told me the story about Eminem and just told me how hard he worked. And he stood there and rewrote Stan, you know, 10 times on that couch. And they had to order $100,000 worth of equipment from L.A., you know, for him to record this this album here, he recorded the whole thing, and you know that just like sent chills like up my body, man. And yeah. cause that was one of my favorite albums growing up as a kid, like thirteen mm -hmm. years old, listening yep. to Stan. Like, <laughs> like I loved it. You know what I mean? So for me to be there in that room and feel like like why I'm really here, like was really surreal for me, and it put me back on track and it put my mind in a place that I never was before. So. I think me and, and me and the, and the dude, we don't talk no more. We had a fallout, me and the artist, mm -hmm. who invited me up there, right? Because of life, right? That's life. But I thank him for that. Yeah. Because I found, you know what I mean? He put me on. He put me, he connected me with somebody I was supposed to be with, you know? So I've been recording there ever since I recorded a whole EP there. And um, yeah, I mean, people come in there, come in and out of there. You know, some famous people sometimes you see people. And a lot of guys who I see just grinding and working. You got Radimus from Brooklyn. You got, you know, Marlon Kraft. You got Ari the Rugged Man. He be coming out, in and out of there. You know, so you got a lot of people, you know. It's a, it's a great studio. It's called No Mystery Studio. Mm. But, um, yeah, once I found that studio, man, I really got locked in and took my artistry to a different level. And he also helped me as well because when I got there, he was like, man, you got the tools, my brother. Like, and I didn't ask him, you know. And I know sometimes, you know, that's not. It may not be a big deal for somebody, but for me, to, for him to say that to me that I got the tools and tells me I do three takes and my voice sounds the same on all three takes. Which one you like? You know, he's telling me, man, you must have been practicing. You must have been. It was all those years I mm. put in engineering in my room that yeah. that got yeah. me ready to to record with Chris Conway. Right, so that showed me there that if I just work on whatever the things that make me weak, there's nothing that can stop me. Mm. Right, so you know, just had to be more self sufficient and, and, and ready. You yeah, know? it's crazy how like the littlest things in life can like change your mm -hmm. whole outlook. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you saying you took a break from uh, from music, then I don't know where this guy hits you up saying you inspire him, mm -hmm. and then he makes this like marvelous connection for you now with Chris Conway, and like mm -hmm. now you're on the a different trajectory that than you're on than you were on as far as music goes, which is like insane. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk to you. About, hold on. Let me let me give this the right introduction about Executive Orders because mm -hmm. it's the latest EP. What was it EP that you? It was a, it was the it was the last project that I dropped. The last project you dropped, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. All right. So listen, I like I, I like a lot of these tracks, 
but excellence inspired. Yo, you beat me to it. Excellence. That yo. was one of my questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. But excellence inspired. Yeah, I just want to know what your mindset was when you went in the <laughs> studio and you laid that down. Yo, shout out. I just want to shout out my man Joe Millie, man. He produced that. He's a D-block uh, producer. Gotcha. Sound like it. I definitely it. was going to yeah. shout out. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's so, why I asked you who you produced know, that. He sent me that and he said, man, you know. Jada and them passed up on it. You know what I said? What? So, what wow. you want to do with it? I said, listen. Ooh. I said, listen. I'll get back to you. Let me get that. can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> he had some other heat on there. You know, maybe it wasn't the sound for the project at the moment. But, mm. you know, you know, Kiss is very picky with stuff. He don't just drop anyway all the time. So, yeah. you know, he told me, yo, man, just work on it. You know what I mean? Get back to me. But my whole process <laughs> with that, man, was almost like excellence was the accumulation of the whole project and it was just like four minutes no hooks mm. you know what mm. i mean barely any hypes or ad-libs on it it was just straight four minutes of bars and to be honest man you know i, I performed it performed it a lot of places and i always get a like an incredible reception and people really respect it because people don't really do that no more you know and like let alone people can't even do People doing like you got Gucci Gucci Gang from Little Pump <laughs> is two minutes and ten seconds. Yeah. yeah, with hook and verse, so it's like people's attention spans are short. So like for me to do a song <laughs> where I'm rapping for four minutes straight about life experience, some people ain't gonna like it, but the people who can sit there and appreciate it, they're gonna really love it. So I mean, excellent. Excellence was just like about my life, man. About my my mother having cancer and beating that, and my father yeah. passing away, and you know that teaching me so many things, man. About like you know life not being promised, and just about like we have to get focused, and we have to get these things that we desire, our passions, our goals, that we could do these things. Because I've watched my father work his whole life and die, and never mm. do the thing he do the things he really wanted to do because responsibility, because of fear of change, right? So. You know, those those things were life lessons to me, and I just wanted to share those things with the people who listen to the whole project and, like, just give them basically, like, a wrap-up of uh, me, of who I am, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, so that was just basically my mindset for accidents, just kind of venting and just letting yeah. it all out. How do you create? Like, you you get the beat. Do you, like, let the beat play and you have words in your mind? Do you write while the beat plays? What's well, your creative before process? Before I answer that question, I just want to say one thing about excellence. I did this show where um, I did like I threw my own show, right? Because like I said, um, you know, I'm into the community. I'm into like I'm not a person that has an ego problem. I don't like I can listen to another artist and I can say, "No, go far." Damn that dude! That dude is so dope, man. I, I love this. You know, oh damn that song is like I don't compare anyone to myself. I, like mm. I want to hear his experience, his life. I don't. It's not about me when I'm listening to someone. So you know. I threw a show, and I had, you know, poets. I had everyone, singers, everything, artists. You know, I had actually art and everything. And um, for some reason, you know, it was like the first time we threw the show. So, it was, of course, it wasn't that many people, right? But we had, like, great talent. And we had a couple people in the building. And I don't know if you guys know Raskas. You guys know who uh, Raskas is? Mm-mm. So, Raskas is, like, a hip-hop artist from, like, old, like old, more old school but, like, his first album had, like, Dr. Dre on it. Like, he's from L.A., right? Mm. He just happened to be in the building, right? And uh, he was actually promoting uh, his new project on Shade 4 5 and everything with Static Selector and everything um, um, in, uh, <clears throat> in, uh, Shade 4 5, on Shade 4 5. And um, he heard me do Excellence. And he was outside smoking a cigar. And he put his cigar out. He came inside and was like, yo, you, come here. You know, and I'm like, hey, what's up? I didn't really know who he was. Just like you guys yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So when he, you know, he pulled me over, he said, listen, man, you know, that song you was doing, you know, I heard the beginning of it outside and I came inside and I watched you perform that song. He said, you know, you do that and you're going to go far. You're going to go all the way as long as your business is right. You know, and that stuck with me. He said, like, you got talent, you got content, you got a message, you know, get your business right, get your paperwork straight, Mm. because that's what's going to hold you back in this world. So, you know, it Mm. was just amazing. The excellence, honestly, excellence, man, that song alone put me in a lot of places. Like, just because people could feel it. And, you know, and I say, you know what, that goes to show, like, that got me on Huffington Post. I was on Huffington Post rapping with other people, like Mm. like Denzel Porter was up there, Connie Uh, Diamond. Connie Diamond's another crazy nice You know what's funny? 
I went to elementary with her. With Connie Donnelly? Yeah. yeah. She's super dope. I haven't wow. spoken to her in years. But super we went to dope. elementary together. Yeah, she's super dope, yeah. bro. And she's doing her thing, bro. Yeah. She's in five, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, double XL. Yeah, yeah. She had a spread in double XL. She's doing her thing. She's South by Southwest. You know, she's out. She's over there opening for Azalea Banks. She's doing her thing in Canada. Oh, shit. I you know, ain't know all that. Yeah, you look her up, man. She's doing her thing right now. She's at like 11K on Instagram. She's mm. she's doing her thing. She's working. And, uh, you know, and she's talented. So she was up there. Denzel Porter was up there. You know, Radimiz was up there. You know, we had like a whole crazy. And it was like, and it, and what's his name was up there too. Um, The guy who uh, discovered Young Thug from uh, 300. Uh, the record label, he was there. Um, I forgot who else was up there. It was just insane, bro. It was like 10 million people watching. It was on, on Black Voices, HuffPost Black Voices, and on Huffington Post Regular. Wow. So it was like, and it was live stream in the AOL studio. So it was like serious. Wow. But excellence got me up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's a test, like, to like just being you, man, and just going with what you know. But um, like you were saying, my writing process, you know, honestly, man, excellence. To be real, excellence probably took me about three years to write more or less, you know, pieces of it. Yeah. So it's like something could take me a day, it could take me twenty minutes, or it could take me two years, right? So it depends. Even though it shouldn't take two years, but look at how great excellence came out, and that was an accumulation of yeah. mad experience mm -hmm. of things that happened to me. So like, the, it could be all different, but definitely when I hear a beat, I'm going for a sound, whether like. My mind, my mindset right now has been this year between the last project and the projects that I'm about to release now has been to modernize my sound and to become more, you know, trap hop. Like, we could do the trap beats, we could do the trap hooks, but we're going to have a little bit of content, a little bit of message in there too. So if you're listening, you're hearing something. If you ain't listening, you're still vibing to the beat. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to tread like as far as you know musically like and it's hard mm -hmm. it's hard to be to have a message and to do something that's more a little more commercial right because yeah. like that's what you that's what people they they latch on to faster modernized stuff something that sounds like something they're a little familiar with but it has something else to it that makes them come to you right because if you sound like future i'm gonna just listen to future if i want to hear future <laughs> i'm not gonna listen to the future yeah right like so, you know, when it comes to that, it's like, <laughs> I got to be me, no matter what. But this, I always thought about it like this. What if, what if Future said, yo, Mo, I want you on this track with me. How would I, how would I attack that? Right? I got to be able to fit in. You know, not, I can't fit in everywhere, because everything's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I got to fit. I can't let them box me in. I can't tell them, oh, tell me, oh, hey, kid, you should have came on the 90s. Yeah. Right, I gotta find a way to make it work, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that's what they're gonna tell you. Hey, you sound like uh, Jay Z. This would have been hot in '98, <laughs> right? We can't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, I could hit Future on this joint right here. You know? Yeah. So I guess it's just about growing as an artist and not trying to let people box me in and trying to be and not being afraid to be different yeah. and not letting people tell you, you know, what's good and what's not. Because if I did that. I'd have never rap. Yeah. People told me you're terrible. Stop rapping. They told me that when I was, you know, starting. And I said, oh well, you know, this is what I want to do. Whatever. Mm. And I got to where I'm at from work and hard work. You know? Yeah, that's 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 a very important point that you made though. I think it also like ties into what you said that uh, is it Raskaz? Raskaz told you yeah. about like having your business right. in order because a lot of a lot of artists that I encounter, um, one of their main things is they. They can't look past themselves and see that this is, this is a business. Like you want to be a mm -hmm. part of the music business, so you have to make music that people are going to gravitate towards. And I like that that you're saying that you know you want to keep um, your music basically essential to who you are at your core, but still also trying to blend it so that it can be modern enough for people to listen to all over the place. So I think that's very intelligent of you and very wise of you to acknowledge that. You know exactly. But I want to, like, so where'd that come from, like, outside of, like, the Razzcast? Is that just, like, natural maturity or? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, when it comes to, like, music, I, I enjoy music. And like I said, you know, I never, some people listen to new people to see, like, what it's sounding like, like, what they're comparing themselves to, right? Like, I listen to trap, 
old school hip hop, new mm. school hip hop. I live from J. Cole to Future to YNF Luch. It doesn't matter. Whatever, if I'm feeling it, I can feel the vibe, I can feel the lyrics. Sometimes you're in the mood for lyrics, sometimes you're in the mood for music, right? It's mm. two different things. So, I mean, I don't knock the new generation. And that's why I was able to say, you know what? I see the way the landscape is changing. I see what's happening to lyrics. How do I, what's the market disruptor? How do I, how do I stay lyrical and still become successful commercially? Mm. Like, you know, so like, I mean, you could be successful without being commercially, you know? Look at J- Joey Badass. Joey Badass is super, super successful. And he doesn't have one song on the radio in the last fucking four years. Yep. Right? And he's over there, director of a clothing line. Um, he's going on world tours. And people are, like, crying. But you don't hear him on the radio. So that goes to show your business is right and your message is right. And you stand for something, people will follow you. And if your shit's good, bottom line, you gotta be good. If it ain't good, yeah, yeah, it's either you're buying into the music and the person, or you're buying into the person, right? A lot of people like Takashi Six Nine because they like Takashi Six Nine. They like him. He's a troll. They love it. You know what I mean? Some people like Uzi because of Lil Uzi the way he acts. Some people like Lil Uzi because of his music, right? So I mean, you got you know. You got people who you walk around, they look like little Uzi, <laughs> right? And that's normal. Like, that's cool Yeah. to a demographic, a certain demographic. Like, yeah. Right? I wonder who said, like, yo, color your dreads. Right. <laughs> like, I want to know who started that shit. Because they all doing it now. Yeah. Like, different crazy. colors. and They all look the same. X, was that XXX? And they all sound the same. When he had yeah. the mop, it was, like, all gray. He looked yeah. like a mop. Triple X. But, you see, uh, Extension, whatever. He has a great message, though. Yeah. He talks about suicide. His album's pretty, pretty dope. It really it. is. And guess what? <laughs> He's a person you can't put in a box. Yeah. Does rock? Does emo rock? Alternative? Hip-hop? Yeah. He can yeah, rap, then, too. And he can rap. Right? So, he said, like, I'm not a rapper. Don't call me a rapper. I'm an artist. So, you know, I respect him, you know, because he's just like, you know, he's just like when it comes to, to music, he's just like in the studio and he's doing whatever's on his mind, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's 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 what it is, man. You're going out there. He knows his demographic. He knows who he's talking to and what to talk to them about. And he's spreading peace and love. And he used to be more ignorant. He used to be going through domestic violence charges and he stuff. He still is. And he's still going <laughs> through yeah. it, right? A video just surfaced. He just punched some girl in the face yesterday. Damn. Well, a video surfaced of him punching a girl in the face yesterday. Right? So, you know, yeah. Yeah. my thing is, right, he's been preaching peace, right? So, I mean, we'll be human. We make mistakes, right? So, I mean, listen, as long as he's trying, I guess. Sure? He could yeah. be doing other stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure it's old. But when you want to talk, oh, it's, old, it's an something. old video. Mm-hmm. That's had the number video. one album in the country. So I'm sure someone's looking for an old video on him doing something. Yeah, that's yeah. just how it goes. There's no such thing as bad promo anyway. Now with definitely an old video. Look at academics, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything with him is like bad promo, and he's and he's popping. Yeah. He calls Twitch a TV show now. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> he's a little different. Yeah. I want to ask you something, and mm-hmm. just let me know if I'm out of lines or out of out of bounds. But you mentioned on like excellence, and you just mentioned it. Uh, you reiterated it a couple minutes ago about your mom having cancer and your pops, you know, dying. Mm. Um, don't want to like go too deep into that, you know, mm. if you don't have to. But I, I really want to ask you, like, going through those uh, tumultuous uh, situations, like, how does that inspire you? And do you uh, use that um, as motivation when you're making your music? Yeah, you know, definitely. You know. My father passing away, um, I seen the effect that it had on my family and on my mom mentally and even on myself mentally, you know, and um, it definitely made me value, you know, life a little more seeing that. And then, you know, my father passed away in 2011 and then my mother got diagnosed with cancer like basically a year or two after that. Mm. So she went through that and uh, that was like, oh man, am I going to lose my mom too? Right, because that's the first thing we're gonna think, and um, we just fought through it. And you know, my father showed me his death showed me not to take life for granted. And also, you know, I had some situations with my family that there was some wrongdoings on that part, and mm-hmm. um, that showed me like how small your circle really is when it comes down to it, especially when it comes down to money. Yep. And uh, you know. <clears throat> The, the fact that my mother had got cancer and then she beat that mm. 
God was, bless. God yeah, bless. Thank you. And it was just, it was incredible because it was like, I got both sides of it, right? I seen my father to his demise. He passed away. Because before he even passed away, it wasn't sudden. It was 10 years of dialysis and, and failed kidneys. And uh-huh. I was there. I took him. You know what I mean? I took him back and forth. I cared for him. I gave him a sponge bath. You know what I mean? Like, I was there. So that made me appreciate family. Right, and when he passed away, and I learned that lesson about not taking life for granted, right? And then my mom beat cancer, that was inspiration for me to say I could do anything because she never once had a bad like attitude about it, she was never negative. She always was like, It's tough, but I'm gonna get through it. Mm. And like I said, you know, I didn't cry, I said in the song, I didn't cry because I couldn't cry, I had to be so strong for her, and she didn't cry, so how I'm gonna cry. Right, so you know, those two different experiences, man, mm. just push me in life in general, right? You know, so I mean, her beating it, him passing away is like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have had a better lesson, you know. So yeah, that was crazy though, mm. crazy time. Did you was when you was going through that experience? Did you write any of the songs that are on the project? Well, yeah, I definitely wrote. Um, like I said, I wrote like the first half of Excellence. Mm-hmm. During the cancer time and everything, and um, <clears throat> I'm trying to see what else song. Yeah, I, I was a song called um, "Emote." I, I actually wrote when my father was alive. Um, I like I remember him like being sick in his room, and I'm like writing in the living room, looking at him, just writing the song. Like, and I went in my room and recorded it in my own my home studio. Like, mm-hmm. and um, "Vent" is also on the project. Yeah, it's a couple songs in there that I, I definitely addressed that. Um, to help make that project. That project was a couple years in the making due to all the different things. Mm-hmm. But when it finally came out, you know, um, the the little bit of audience that I did have at the time really did appreciate it. And as it as I've grown, more people have heard it, and I've got a lot of love for it. And um, they mm-hmm. say that honestly, they felt like it wasn't a mixtape or EP. They felt like it was it was a skit or two short from an album, and mm-hmm. they felt like this is what New York, the direction that New York needs to go as far as like hip hop goes. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people told me that, and that's, you know, that's just so humbling, man. Just to put out something in the world and not know if it's gonna, if people going to receive, how they're going to receive it, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about things like what you're talking, like what I'm talking about on there. And it's just like, it was a wonderful feeling for people to hit me up and say, you know, this song helped me through this time. You know, it wasn't my father, but it was my mother. It was my grandma. Mm, yeah. It's been a year, you know. I, I won't forget you. Thank you. And I'm like, man, thank you for for feeling it, you know, mm-hmm. when I, you know, when when I made it, you know. So it's definitely it's it's amazing to touch people. That's why you gotta stay genuine and authentic, man. Yeah. It's no better feeling. Yeah, you never know who you're helping. Yeah. Exactly. So much power in music and like yeah, you know, words and lyrics in general. Cause like, even like I was listening to that song and like I remember the time like my mom had cancer, it made me think, mm-hmm. and I'm on a train like, ah, right, now nah, let me let me like stop, let me cut this off real quick. And then I listened to it and I was like, yeah, you know what? And it made me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. think like, yo, I made it through that also. Right. But yeah, God bless. Yeah, it was just... Crazy times, but also <laughs> blessings. Like you learn so much from that, and you know you grow from those experiences mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. So when did executive orders drop, though? Like how? How? It's been that? a while, honestly. Executive orders dropped about. I want to say um, <clears throat> over a year ago now. Okay. So I've been working on uh, two new projects. Mm. Um. I got a mixtape coming out called Two Minute Drills, and it's basically like me tearing up industry beats, two minutes a piece. Mm. I got, I'm gonna do basically uh, like a six track EP with a six, like a visual EP. So I'm gonna have a video for every every song, and you know we're just gonna put the content out for the fans, and um, we're gonna grow, find new fans with that content as well, and um, you know word of mouth is everything too, and um, we just need that support right from everybody. So. We're going to drop that first, and we're going to see what the numbers pan out on that. And then we're going to do another EP, or basically a mixtape, and that's going to be all original content, no industry, nothing. It's going to be more modernized. It's still going to have its hip-hop sound in there. Um, And it's just going to be, like, it's going to be dope. I just can't wait to see, you know, what everybody thinks about it, because I don't really hear anything out there that sounds like what I'm what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So that's cool, right? And that's scary at the same time, right? Because people will be like, yo, this is trash, bro. You better go, you better go get Joe Millie and do Excellence the Mixtape, right? Like, like you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's what we're on right now, though. We're, trying, we're coming out with two projects. So I say Two Minute Drills is coming out anytime between now and... May, mm. and then I'm you know I'm slating for the summer man to come out with that 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 EP in the summer and then we'll see what's up we'll see where it takes us. Gotcha. Right? I yeah. said we'll hopefully be on tour by the by the by the uh, fall. Right? That's fine. I'm just curious because you just mentioned all this like output you're coming out with like how quickly does it t- um, take you to make a song? Yeah, so um, like I said, like th- like it depends. Like if I'm doing the if I'm doing a more modernized sound. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, right? Like, like for me, like I feel like it's a little more simplified, mm-hmm. right? You know, I try not to make it too, too lyrical. I try to make it as smooth as possible. It's still gonna be lyrical. You can say a lot without saying a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like Drake taught me that. He could say the most simple little line, and like it'll have you thinking like four different ways, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's an influence of mine too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Like, yo, seriously, right? And like, you know, he'll say things, and and that helped me. Like, just I don't have to say a crazy metaphor for it to be a crazy metaphor. I can mm. say a regular line. People are like, damn, whoo, that that's deep. true because yep. they, they feel it, you know. So, I mean, if, <laughs> oh, so you know, when it comes to that, I mean. If I'm writing something that's more modern, more for the club, more for the radio, mm. it's a lot easier to write than something with, like excellence where I'm like digging deep in my soul, like and, and, and you know, and talking about the things that maybe I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Because like for me, music has always been therapeutic for me. I can I could tell you things in a song that I couldn't tell you just sitting in front of you talking to you, right? Yeah, or even mm. I even just tell you, I could tell you it, but I probably wouldn't express it the same. Mm. Right, so you know, when it comes to music, it's definitely an outlet, you know. So that's how I use it. Mm. So yeah, so. So for example, like a uh, let me think. So like a song like right there, mm-hmm. like something like that. How long would that take? Like how long right did that take you? Right there is a funny story. Uh, right there, um, we we came up with the uh, well, we heard the beat, and when we heard the beat right there. I just had like a shaft. Like a chef, like seventies vibe to it, and I was like, "Yo, this is funky." It got the, you know, it got all the crazy sounds in it, and I just felt like, I felt like when it finally dropped, I felt like it was almost like 
a constant, like a flow. And when I listen to certain instrumentals, man, you know, I understand when a beat is is incredible by itself because music is incredible. Mm. A beat like excellence or like right there, I could just play that and the whole place is just bumped their heads to it. I don't even, it don't even have to be nobody on it. So when I go on that, like I just want to make sure that I'm complimenting that instrumental. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about that beat, the the feeling it gives you, and the feeling that I give you. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to right there, I just felt like it was like a I'm almost there. I'm reaching. I'm I'm there. You know what I mean? And I say, you know, the 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 um the the goals, the dreams, the holes, right? And like that's a little cliche, but like that's what we that's how we measure success, right? Yes, that's how they yeah. like that's not how I measure success, but that's how the uh, regular mm-hmm. person it's a representation usually, of something, yeah. Right? So when they see damn he got all the holes, all the cars, all the clothes, this dude made it, right? So it's just about getting there. And it ain't really about the holes and the clothes and cause that don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just about making that, you know, having that platform to make a difference in people. For people, right, and for the community, man, because I just see like I feel like there's nothing. I feel like there's nobody doing anything for the community like there should be, and there's so much money in hip hop right now. People are getting paid from Target, like Lil Yachty got a Target deal, mm. like right, like yeah. like if you get money, like if everyone's just handing out money to everyone, everybody has a sneaker deal. Everybody who's so rapping sad. has a sneaker deal. Like you got Ga- uh, Gary V. The with motivational a speaker. Oh, what, a, yeah. what a Puma sneaker deal or whatever. K-Swiss or whatever. Outsold Future and Pharrell his oh, first damn. weekend. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, and they told him he couldn't even... They told him... They said, why are you doing a sneaker deal, Gary? You're insane. You're a, a, a motivational speaker. We're like, why are you doing that? That's going to fail. And he said, oh, well, you know, the deal was good. I'm going to try it. And he said, that's why he loves when people doubt him because... Yeah. Look, he said, in your fucking face. Yeah. More than Pharrell and this dude opening... Who the fuck's Gary V? A lot of people don't even know who that is, right? So I mean, another Brooklyn guy. Shout out to Gary V, man. Keeps me keeps me focused. <laughs> yeah, right? man. Word. Yeah. Yo, real talk. Follow right? him on LinkedIn and IG. Exactly. Get my, LinkedIn. Get my daily fix on yeah. both. You have to, right? First in line, right? So you know, when it comes to that, um, you know, I just want to be a person that can make a difference in community because I don't see that a lot. As at least as much as I should see it, because mm. we don't know where everybody money goes. Yeah. Really, but so. Yeah. You still in Crown Heights? Yeah, I'm still in Crown Heights, man. Mm. I'm hanging on by the thread. <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you, how's that feel oh, now, man? Yes. I know that whole neighborhood has changed up. It's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing, and it's also kind of sad because a lot of the faces that I grew up seeing, they're not there anymore because they can't afford Word. it, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's such a beautiful neighborhood. It's, it's such a beautiful place to grow up. I mean, you know, New York City is incredible, and Brooklyn is its own place you know every every we all say that about where we from but you know brooklyn just has this kind of its own touch to it it's like you're not in the city but you in the city like i'm are you from new york now from brooklyn like you know what <laughs> I mean? like what i thought that was new york like yeah no right so i mean it's great over there i love it and it's also um it was just so it was such an important part of my life growing up and it's such an important uh important part of who i am even now to this day and um, I represent it, man, any way possible, even though it don't look the same. Yeah. yeah. You know? The memory's there, though, at least, right? Yeah. I'm one of them gentrifiers, man. <laughs> right. I moved, right? I know. So, like, I moved into Best Style not too long ago. And it's funny. I was at the bodega. I'm talking to this uh, the guy behind the register. And he's, like, telling me, like, yo, you new here, right? Mm. Spanish guy. Poppy, you new here, right? I was mm. like, yeah. He was like, I can tell. <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, a couple years ago, you couldn't walk down this block. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he's like, so serious. Bro. He's dead serious. Like, yeah, right. you know, a couple years ago, you can walk down this block, and he was telling me like how back in the days, like how, because um, like basically where I live is like in between Marcy, Sumner, and uh, okay, yeah. Tompkins House. Is it Tompkins House? Yeah, you like, you like bu- Woodhall Hospital over there. Yeah, yeah so it was a bunch yeah. of just a bunch of like you know houses, different projects over there. Yeah, and he was saying like how like you couldn't walk over here before because like. Everyone knew like shit was different, right. and now he's like, "Yeah, I just see all these white people jogging and riding their bikes now." <laughs> I was just crazy like, walking poodles <laughs> yeah. three a.m. Yeah, I saw new things are changing. When I was in Crown Heights and I saw people uh, on MacBooks at two a.m. in front of the museum mm-hmm. just using the Wi-Fi working on a project. Yeah, yeah, I was like two a.m. Yeah, nah, I was and, headphones and, this, and, and I don't nah, see, glue yo. to phone. It's <laughs> like pitch black in I front was, of the project, just listen, strolling. I'm driving this weekend, right? And this white guy with his shades on just stopped. He just like sitting in front of Marcy, 
And he's looking like a toy. He's just like looking up. Like, this is what Jay Z's like. Yeah, he literally like standing in the corner. Like, so this is where they wrote Decoded. Oh, yeah. And he's just standing there. And I'm like, I'm looking like I'm trying to draw. I'm like, oh shit, he's just standing there. Right. And I'm like, yo, a couple of years ago, you probably. You do got robbed, but right. now you, you safe here. That no one bothers these people. They would have asked them, right. "Yo, you need something?" So yeah. they said, "No, <laughs> it's been a problem." Right? Why are you That's here? Like, yeah. So why are you here then? Yeah. Sightseeing? Well, it's crazy. Yeah, it man. is crazy. Yeah, man. It's changed, you know. But I mean, you still you look at the projects now. Even man, the projects have changed too. You know what I mean? You got all type of people in the projects now. Right? Yeah. It ain't just you know Spanish and black no more. It's everybody. You got Asians, white people, whoever. Right. So. You know, New York is just changing like crazy. It's, it's like not affordable to live anywhere at this point. Yeah. You got to live like in, even in the ghetto is expensive. You got five white people sharing one room. The I mean, one apartment. The, come to the Bronx. You got a lot of space out yeah, there. Yeah, in the Bronx. Yeah, I'm hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to I'm make the move. That. I might be Bronx mode. <laughs> Streets is talking. You sound like Big Pun, man. In fact, Joe, you might as well just come by. We might got, as well. We got Cardi B. We right. got... Uh, Y'all on point right now. Don Q. Listen, y'all got, yeah, y'all got, con, I got Don Q, right? A Boogie. Cardi B. I got my my uh, my son Josh D, uh, DWH. He's French. dope. He's coming out. Who? French. He got his own Sierra. Jesus Romero. Jesus. See, look. Who? Happy. Jesus Romero. I don't know who that is. Oh, no. Oh, my bad. They, po- yeah. they podcasters turned. Oh, I know Super who that is. They, they were in the breakfast club. They was club. arguing with Envy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Envy like, was in his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> he was in his feelings on that one. Yeah. yeah Beige rage. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dumb. Yeah, he was so mad about that. Disrespected <laughs> <laughs> my wife. All right. One right. thing about my kids, but... No, yeah. One right. thing about myself, but not my wife. They didn't really say nothing to disrespect no. him. He just opinion. feels guilty still. It's, it's entertainment. He has to understand. He understands. Yeah. Yeah, that. He knows. Nah, that's the wife at home. Yeah, you're going to have to you're gonna have to. She was on this. his back yeah. about that. You guys <laughs> don't disrespect that's, that's me. That's a fact. Yeah. So you better get on the radio tomorrow and say something. <laughs> right. He was like. Or don't come home. Or, or like, stay at the radio. Like, Shit. <laughs> uh, he didn't even sleep. <laughs> All night he was up. Word. How am I going to uh, What am I going to say to him? The time he got there, he was livid. The first thing he said was "dickhead pussy." That's the first thing he said to him. <laughs> Could take it. Nah, he was ready. Uh, he, he was, was ready. ready. War, what? Even Charlemagne was like, "Yo, like he didn't even tell me nothing." Like it was a complete <laughs> surprise. That shit was mm-hmm. dumb funny. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you uh, also your idols. Like mm-hmm. who are who are your idols? So I mean, um, you know, when it comes to like my idols, my influences, Takashi Six Nine, yeah, Takashi Six Nine, <laughs> shout out, nah, <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, Jay Z, man, Dipset, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dipset was huge, man, because it was such a big movement, and it was more than just like it wasn't just Cameron and Jewels and like the main players. Like I listened to everybody, man, like J R Rado when I was growing up. Yeah. What J R Rado? Forty K. Yeah, oh you talking God, Umkasa, Right? We talking yeah. about like I remember like listening to J R Rado yeah. go on the radio and like spit over like Fifty yeah, Cent, man. like. You know what up, gangster? And like I remember, Cameron in like seven, eight minutes straight. Cameron was like oh, five that, minutes. Like, I, put on I, <laughs> I, put my, yeah. I put my house on him. I remember that. Yeah, I put my house on him. You hear me? Like Damn. they were saying, like it was inspirational. And that's when you used to get your tape deck ready. Yeah, yeah. you know, they went on Flex, yeah. right? Yeah, they was on. So Flex. I used to actually listen to tear the radio. <laughs> Yo, I promise. I, I used to always say Jr. was like one of the best yeah. lyricists oh ever. God. And the thing with Jr. Rado was, and to me, that was so influential to me was that he wasn't just like insane at like doing that radio. Shit, yeah, he would go make a fucking track, bro. Yeah. And he would have the fire hook, the beat. Like, he yeah. was an artist, a complete artist. And I think they maybe was threatened by that a little bit. And they, I feel like they didn't push him the way they were supposed to. He was supposed to explode, he was supposed to be to me bigger than Cameron. Then he started dealing with drugs and he was locked up and all type yeah, of crazy. Oh, he went down, he always was dealing with that stuff, I guess. But he always used to say that. But you know, so like, yeah, JL Ryder, man, like super huge influence growing up because mm. he was a young kid. Like, and they were like, yo, he's the best, ah. you know. So it was like, yeah, like, you know, three years I could be like JL, yeah. right? Like, he was hype. Like Jay Hood, man, from D. Yeah, oh Jay Hood, like, like the young guys, like they, those are the dudes, like Chris and you know, young Chris mm-hmm. and Neef from Rock, mm-hmm. like Rockefeller was insane, bro. That's Young Guns, isn't it? Yeah. Young Guns, yeah, yeah, young guns, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But Young Chris, like to me, was the nicer mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But even you know Damn. that whole movement, you know, you had D. Block, you had Rockefeller, you had Dipset. I mean, it was crazy. G Unit in there. 
G Unit came. Yeah, Young G-Unit. Lloyd Banks. Yeah, Come hell on. yeah, yo. You know, I was starting to get a little older by that time, but like, I love that too, that era too. But like, you know, old, old like that was a great New York mm-hmm. era. It was like Damn. super duper. It was in groups. It was late, super labels. Like, yeah. it was insane. It was like Damn. so much content, so much artists. Dre and Drake, man. Oh, be, rough riders. From the day Drake came out, I've been bumping Drake, man. I like Drake, man. Hold on. Yep. There All right, you can go ahead. Damn. Go ahead. I like Drake, man. You know, I always I appreciate Drake, man. Drake is an artist, man. Straight we like Drake up, too. Fully express why. Love Drake. Fully express why. Why you like? Why? Why do I like? Yeah, Drake? Yeah, yeah. Why I like Drake? Because I think you know, I think Drake understands the business, and mm-hmm. I think he's a mastermind when it comes to promotion and how his and understanding his <laughs> audience and demographic, and um. I just feel like you can learn so much by just listening to him and the way that he approaches situations, like cry, even beef, all of that. Like you know what I mean? Like I like Drake a lot, but at the same time, Drake is corny. That's a He's fact. Corny. As a person, <laughs> as, a person as a person, as a person, Drake is a little corny he as is. a person. Now maybe that's because. To me, maybe because maybe he's from Canada is a little different when he <laughs> yeah, grew up. Yeah, right, I don't yeah, know, right? right? Yeah. But when he's like a regular dude and he's just like chit-chatting, he's corny to me. But as an artist, I think he's incredible. Right? I think when he goes in a booth, it's like a whole yeah. different person. Right? His persona is dope as fuck. Yeah, but him as a person, I, I think he's. Corny. I probably would never hang out with him. Exactly. <laughs> like I would go to the studio with Drake, but like he's like, "Hey, dog, like you want to go after? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice dog, Drake you wanna, boy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to go chill with party? Like, like I probably would now, yeah, right? Yeah, like because we want to be in the scene, right? But Negative. like. I probably won't have fun. <laughs> yeah. I might though. I don't know, right? Nah, you don't now, know. Nowadays you probably will have fun. Yeah, now with back in the day, yeah. if you just like a, another artist on the come up, you'd have been like, nah. Like that's funny. Like my man's, my man's. You know, when he sees Drake, he he used to do a uh, my boy uh, um Goose. He's a DJ for this this clique called uh, Fahrenheit Crew, mm-hmm. and they be doing their thing, man. They be doing Rum Punch, Brunch out in Brooklyn. They got one in Bermuda, Miami. You know, dope. live from the trap. They got dope events. I'll put y'all guys on later. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he used to do. He used to go to um, school upstate, <clears throat> Buffalo State, which is a real party school, or whatever. And he said, you know, he like booked J Cole and Drake. You know, when they were coming up, mm-hmm. and he's my. I remember him telling me like when we were young, like he's like, yo, you heard of this dude Drake? You heard of J Cole? And I'm mm-hmm. like. Uh, I'm like, um, nah, not really. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, they doing anything. Yeah, I, it was like, yeah, Drake is kind of corny, though. That dude was kind of corny. He's like, J. Cole was kind of quiet. We was trying to bring him to the, you know, to the frat parties and turn up for the school, and they was kind of not with it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so funny to hear that. that even now, like, he'll say, like, ah, Drake is that. Like, he'll see Drake, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah I bucked him. You know, like, he's like, ah, I remember when I used to put my arm around Drake. You know, I'm like, yeah, not no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Drake is big now, but... You know, so shout out to my man Goose, man. He be doing his thing, you know. Uh, Family High Crew is definitely dope. Um, but yeah, man, Drake was a big influence for me. Right, Later Drake, on, yeah. it helped me like master my like my craft and helped me like push me more to to be more open to being an artist and not just sound like one kind of sound. Like that's how Dipset was, right? Like everything was like one sound. Yeah, <laughs> it was heat makers, right? Sample heavy, like sample based, or it was like some southern kind of like they brought like trap yeah. to New York. They were like going down south and fucking with the people down mm-hmm. south, and they were like, yeah. damn, like they had heavy affiliation with Lil Wayne for a long. Oh for yeah, long I mean they stamped, with, they stamped Lil Wayne by putting him on the sucker the knot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Which, Word. They stamped them. They said this is cool. Even the Jewels, then he's on he's on J.R. Ryder's track too. Uh, yeah, Magic and Bird, Magic and Bird shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, yeah, they was definitely like Dipset was instrumental for Wayne blowing up too. And after that, I mean, even Little Wayne, man, there's so many people influenced. Little Wayne was the best rapper for like three, four years straight. Strong, hands down. Strong, God. easy, easy. He's I don't give a fuck if it was R and B. Rock, hide your beat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You're right, the monster. Was coming. He was on that. Oh my goodness! It's crazy for him to be fighting Birdman for fifty million dollars. He should be ashamed. Ah, they made Birdman should be ashamed of himself. I mean, they made up now. Yesterday Yesterday or day before, they made up. It's gonna come back. Something's gonna happen. He's gonna find out another twenty million that he owed him. (laughs) Yeah, you know, look, money, right? Who who would think that Birdman's gonna jerk Little Wayne? Little, he been 
with him since he's 12, 13 That's years old. That's the thing, old. though. That goes back to what you're saying about, exactly. you know, Paperwork. how you see how mm-hmm. small your circle is. Exactly. When money get involved, people start getting shady as Yes, man. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Even the paperwork too, because I'm sure probably Little Wayne signed something that Birdman was probably. They're like, not mm. even paying no producers. The producers, yeah, Mike too. Will, all of them dudes who made like fucking Bedrock and all of that shit. That shit was hits, man. Mm. You're not paying those people, bro. Why? Damn. Yeah. Why? Greed. Right. Hundred mil cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got fucking you know diamond studded ruby rings and shit on your wrist, but you ain't paid a producer yet. Yeah, so like now, like you know, you're a uh, up and coming artist. Like, what do you? How do you like proceed? Like, with making sure you stay within the right circle, keeping like the right people around you as you, you know, get better. I mean, get growing status and stature. Um, you know, that's always hard, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Because some people are great at making themselves valuable. When you know people, a lot of people just want to be around you. Mm. When they see you have something, they yo. Some people will be around you, and it's not even for nothing but your energy, mm. right? Like I got people who want to hang out with me, who rap they because they like the way I rap, right? I got nothing else in common, right? So they just want to feed off you, and if you're not careful, if you think it's all love, that suck you dry. <clears throat> you mm. know, like that happened to me. I was rolling around with a couple people, right? My my circle was getting a little bigger. And things start going a little wrong, right? I start getting to arguments with certain people, right? People started to like do shady stuff. So like I had to learn that too, you know, as I was out there. Cause like the last probably <clears throat> year or two years, like I was hitting shows like hard, like two, three shows a week type of stuff. Like I was in every event everywhere, you know, mm. I was just making connections. I was trying to put my talent on notice for the city. Cause you know I know people who are not in the city and they would die to go to a fucking regular open mic that I can go to on Sunday because I live here. They don't mm-hmm. have those opportunities, so I had to like go crazy and go beast mode on that, right? So like as I was going around, I started to notice like who's for me and who's not. And like you said, it comes with you know maturity and just you know yeah, I mean maturity and just you know having that common sense because not everybody got that common sense. Some people mm-hmm. are followers. Some people think that's what it's supposed to be. They think you're supposed to have 30 dudes on stage with you. You're supposed to have. <laughs> that's what they think, bro. They, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they. a lot of people don't, they're so, since it became so big, they think that the end result is like being famous and having all that. They don't see like the craft behind it. Like the, like on excellence, the 10,000 hours I put in. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't see that. They don't do that. That's why when you put them up there and you go and you go toe to toe with them, you see it. They fall, they buckle, they can't handle it because they're not about that shit. They about what it looks like. They ain't really about it. It ain't their passion. It's a, it's a hobby. You know what I mean? It's a difference. You know, passion versus hobby, right? For real. Yeah. So speak. Yeah, I'm, I got one more thing to say on excellence. There's a couple of quotes on there. I'm letting you know mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Those are gonna be right captions on the IG post. I got <laughs> a couple of a couple of poses with me looking down, you know, the skyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple yeah, of yeah. Get you a black and white. <laughs> a couple of like, walking in the oh, in the distance. Chill. I, already, yeah. like, I was get the ocean crash. I think yo, right? I got the captions popping right now. <laughs> <laughs> looking down at the ground for no when reason. When you looking on the sunset back to the camera. It was know. once was in, in particular I think you said, "Damn, what would you say? You said, um, I came further than they said I would and now I'm past that or something." Well, yeah, so, I said um I said, uh, yeah, no, you said it right. I said, um, <clears throat> I did what they say I couldn't do. Now I'm past that. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's going to be the rest right mm. there. Short and sweet. Put that right, right underneath the caption. <laughs> right? Put a lot smoke of... blowing out my mouth. Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all know right now. So when y'all see him, like, yo, he told me he was going to do that a month ago. Right, exactly. You know, but that's what that is, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you what you could. Well, they, they, they put these barriers up for you. They put these fucking limitations up for you, bro, because they never had. A dream, or they never had, mm. they never knew how to, or they had a dream, but they didn't know how to manifest that. They didn't know how to take that dream, put it into a goal, or put it into 20 goals to make that shit a reality, mm-hmm. right? They didn't know how to take that, take that dream and make it profitable so they're able to make a living off of that dream, mm. right? So I did what they, what they said I couldn't do, now I'm beyond that. So whatever limits you put on me, mm. I'm past that shit already. So, yeah. so whatever else I say after this, you gotta believe it. Or I just prove you wrong again. It doesn't matter, right? Because I don't care about any what anyone thinks, right? And and that's that's when it comes down to it. That's when you're free mm. as an artist. When you stop caring 
what anyone thinks and you do what moves you. You know what I mean? So once I do that, you know, once I did that, I found like a liberation I ain't never have. You know what I mean? It was nothing for me to write certain things, certain certain kind of music. It was like it just comes out of me. And mm. another thing that happens is people can tell that it's genuine and authentic when they see me doing it. They can tell by my body language that I'm not full of shit. That's so important. Like, if you could just read me and, and say, "Damn, this guy's a real fucking deal." Mm. Shit. That's as soon as I come in the room, or as soon as I step on the stage, man, I won already. It don't matter what I say after that, as long as they feel it and they then they like, "Damn, he's from Brooklyn." That's how it is. You know, they're not from Brooklyn. Sometimes <clears> they don't. They don't know. Some people just not. They weren't growing up in that. They didn't grow up in that kind of environment or that life. Yeah. They didn't see friends get shot in the head and crazy stuff like that. You know, that was a regular thing. People getting killed or arrested and I won't see somebody for five years mm. like damn yeah yeah gotcha so I've been slacking lately but I ain't gonna let you slide man no you know we had a couple artists on here and I've been like normally I'm like you'll put them on the spot you gotta bring some bars with you but I was <laughs> slacking so but you got you got to bring some so um that's funny y'all y'all talk about excellence well I got I, I came to do a little something special for y'all marvelous um, I got my little beast still with me. I got I got uh, Exodus two with me, so I wanted oh. y'all to be y'all one of the first people. Oh, wow. get my shit. phone. Now. Thank you. Yeah. So shit. yeah. So um yeah. So that's what I want to do. Y'all want to do that right now? Of course. Yeah. Can, can I get the awesome. Let me take this out of here too. Joe Millie, two producers. One thing I learned is blood could be as thin as water. And every other song about y'all pitching on these corners. See these gangsters switching flags like they cross the borders. I kill the tracks and set the bar. Shit, I've been passing over. Fuck the game and stick and move this rap casting over. Close to that game like a season ticket holder. See, I spit it through the pain till it lift me on their shoulders. Since the blunts is on hold, we gon' smoke it till we sober. If you don't know my ammo, nigga, you should start this over. If you don't got an ammo, grab a pistol in the Cobra. Uh, bang yourself, nigga. I said bang yourself, nigga. If you Looking for a handout, you should slap yourself, nigga. From the city where we never sleep, I knew this be my masterpiece. See, when my pops passed, I knew that he would oversee. Me gradually reach my peak and then I overleap. But niggas only listen to the prophet, so let Moses speak. See, the hottest in the game, I play some after me. Cause honestly, this ain't nothing but another casualty. You can hear that pain, hunger, agony inside of me. Real rappers spitting real shit, I'm just an oddity. Only thing my failures ever done to me was hard in me. Lyrically inspire me to be the one that you gon' love to see up in them spider seats No whip, seeing house, niggas that's Ferrari B, I LV my designer jeans It ain't drugs man, designers kill economies I don't cop that Gucci Louie, bitches won't be grinding me Cash 22, Chris Wallace give me the loot I'm probably speaking the truth, you probably feel it's for you Man I had to break my ceiling to realize there was no roof Cause when they see you coming man, these hoes will try to finish you Niggas sticking with they dicks, I swear that they be pitiful Cause once you master the P, ain't no way that they could limit you A prodigy and honestly, honesty, what I'm giving you My verses be so deep, they try and find out if I'm spiritual Me and while you shoot me, I shoot you back, I ain't kidding you And never been a biggie like Diddy, they gon' be missing you Been in pain, they ain't whole life, it's nothing for them to hurt you Cause when that cookie crumble, I promise they gon' desert you Gotta keep your eyes on them hands, just like a curfew Cause soon as you think that it's sunny, Rico come and murk you Let the blind to the light, I'm putting shade on mine but I guess they see it clearer when the shade fall five And broad day they let it fly, they don't shade four fives For rap they mow them down like they ain't online You know how many rappers I seen, they made it and died So ain't no motherfucking way that this vision on mines I gotta do it for bigs and chinks and all in their prime So while they wind through the grapevine, I'm better with time Cause half of y'all ain't even want to say I seen it was mine You caught the roadie, you getting a deal, and it's still ain't your time I know some vets that dropped some tapes, it wasn't better than mine so I respect it when they say it's just a matter of time You understand, nigga? Shit, that this ain't no business, it's a brand, nigga Hold on, and all that snitching will make you fam, nigga Huh, and don't be the one to take the stand quicker You understand, nigga? Yeah, uh. yeah, 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 yeah So, uh that ain't recorded yet, you know what I'm saying? That's all. That's for y'all. That's straight off the. Uh, Damn, I want. I'm gonna go right home here. and put this on my iPhone <laughs> <laughs> and listen to it. I don't even want the original. Kev, yo. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. look at Kev's face. Sick. <laughs>
Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. We got a cool now exclusive. I love it. Wow. Just for y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. Wow. Thank you. That was super dope, man. That's that's the sex. Those sex bars were ill. Master the P. Oh Those yeah, three bars all right these rappers think with their dicks. I swear they be pitiful. pitiful. Cause once you master the P, ain't no way that they can limit you. Yeah. Even though one before I think mm. it was like he, he's Don't coming and he about to kill you. You said something right before that. Oh, when they see you coming up, these hoes are trying to finish you. And then when it went into that, I was like, oh, yeah. my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at bro. Look at I'm just I'm telling you IG captions. That's what. That's I'm what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, that shit was dope. That was Thank dope. You. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate I'm that. Speechless right now. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Damn, that was dope, man. Shit. Look, they had to turn off the lights. And like, it's over. Everybody shut this shit down. Shut down. Shut this shit down. Oh, man. But damn. Shit. You know, it's Before, funny. You know, you guys started talking about excellence, you know, and I, I didn't know you guys were going to talk about excellence. So it's so funny that I chose to do excellence. I was talking to everybody. I said, yo, I'm going to do excellence too for them, man. But that, see how they like it. That goes to show, show, like, that song is just like, that shit stood out to me. I was, just, I was like, oh, shit, what's this? Thank you, man. Word. Yeah, yeah man. That. Thank you for coming through, man. For yeah, real, for real. Thank you for having me, fellas. Before man. you go, uh, let everyone know your uh, social media, where they can reach you, listen to your music, all that good stuff. Well, you could uh, look me up on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. You could just type in Brooklyn Mo and uh, all my stuff will pop up. If you want to uh, hit me up on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, SoundCloud. Actually, they're all M-O got bars. That's M-O-G-O-T-B-A-R-S. M-O got bars all together. And on Twitter, it's uh, underscore Brooklyn Mo. So gotcha. I'm surprised yeah, you ain't put the Z after bars, man. Nah, when niggas start, when niggas start spelling shit out, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When they start acting weird, trying to be a Z in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a little too different for me, right? Oh man, yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming wow, out, man. Yeah, shit. man. Thank you for Thank coming you. on, joining us, and Thank blessing us with that. That was dope. Man. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for that having dope, me, man. man. As always. Make sure y'all uh, share, rate, subscribe. What else? That's it. Keep supporting, cooling out. We know we guys. We appreciate all the love and support, you guys. We've like grown enormous, enormously, like over this year and a half span, just because of all the support that we've gotten from you guys. We really appreciate that. You guys keep supporting, uh, sharing the love, and all that other good stuff. And we'll keep, you know, putting out content. Make sure you check out the YouTube page. Man, got these dope guys. Kev out here, you know, making these vids for y'all. Y'all gotta, <laughs> y'all gotta check it out. Uh, we'll keep bringing dope content, dope guests on, you know, dope artists and all that good stuff. Y'all just keep checking it out. Um, what else I want to say for we? Oh, before we leave, make sure y'all check out uh, D Green's My Name is D Green EP. Check that out. It's on Spotify and all that good stuff. So, yeah, until next time, it's cooling out. Stay cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We cooling out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We cooling out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.